This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 48-inch. On this week's episode, we interview... It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch. Dave, we made it. Episode 48 inch. That's four feet. I know, Ethan. This is so exciting. And we're only one short month away from hitting our one year anniversary together. Wow, it's been one wild year so far. We've had so many great guests and a lot of fun on the podcast. And we've got another great guest lined up for this episode. More on that later. So is there anything exciting for Al fans coming up, Ethan? Well, tomorrow, actually. April 2nd is a very important day. Yes, you're right. Dave, you do know why tomorrow is so important, right? Yes, of course. It's... Uh, it's, it's Groundhog Day. No, that's next month. April 2nd is a very important date for Weird Al fans and fans of comedy music in general. You might say it's a strange or unusual day. A novelty day, perhaps. One to tip your top hat to. Oh, I see what you're getting at. April 2nd is National Burrito Day. Yeah. I mean, wait, what? National Burrito Day. It's observed every year on the first Thursday in April. Huh, would you look at that? You're absolutely correct. Happy National Burrito Day, Dave. Thanks, Ethan. Happy National Burrito Day to you, too. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito burrito burrito, but every burrito 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 can be burrito burritoed. While National Burrito Day is a wonderful holiday to celebrate, what I was getting at is that tomorrow is April 2nd. It's Dr. Demento's 79th birthday. Awesome! Happy birthday to Dr. Demento. The great doctor has been prescribing demented tunes and nodly songs on his long-running Dr. Demento radio show for nearly 50 years now. Yeah, not only was he a huge inspiration to Al, he gave Al his first big break and has been an enthusiastic supporter of Al ever since. And he was one of Al's keynote speakers at Al's Hollywood Star Ceremony. Yes, how awesome was that day? I was so jealous that you and your wife, Jackie, got to sit with all of Al's VIPs. That was an incredible day. Boy, I just really love my wife, Jackie. She's so wonderful and smart and pretty. And I don't mind it at all when she dresses up like a video game character on the weekends. And I just love the podcast she does with her best friend, Heather, who is so cultured and funny and refined. Yes, Mares in Black. I love that podcast. Even though I don't know much about the model horse community, their riveting discussions of all the latest Briar releases and news always leaves me wanting more and more. And you know, it's so easy to subscribe and get more information by heading to maresandblack.com or subscribe to them on all your favorite podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And speaking of Heather, did you know she's the amazingly talented artist that designed our Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast logo? How could I forget? Her incredible artistic abilities left me weeping. I was crying. I'm still crying. Cry with me. <laughs> i'm glad we cried on the podcast together it will show our listeners that we aren't just these macho manly men we always come across as we have our feminine and emotional sides too yeah definitely so happy 79th birthday to dr demento and be sure to stay demented previously on dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast 
Hello, this is Plankton. My number five, and that is Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. I love that song. Uh, every centimeter moving forward will be Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Lumberjack podcast. <laughs> Vocalist and longtime Weird Al collaborator. You said collaborator wrong. <laughs> I did. <laughs> collaborator. God, we're such dorks. Every time I see Al like, get a Grammy or like the Hollywood star, I always send him an email. We got like an email Christmas card or like happy holidays card from him, but... Uh, it really made my day. All right, Dave. <laughs> Would you fire me <laughs> and get a tarantula as your co-host for the Dr. Demento tape? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It sounds pretty stinking majestic to me. And now, we return to your regularly scheduled programming already in progress. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. I hate sauerkraut! That's all I'm really trying to say. <laughs> Sounds like it was a really fun wedding. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Ethan, turn your ringer off. I can hear your phone buzzing. That's not me. I thought it was you. <gasps> oh, this is not right. This is not right at all. Something weird is going on, Dave. You're telling me. I went to the donut shop and the guy behind the counter, he was like, well, do you have many no, donuts? No, Dave, 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 Dave. I mean, on this episode of our podcast, something seems off. You know, buzzing like that doesn't just happen out of thin air. I think we're being played, Ethan. <gasps> played? By whom? That rip-off, crappy, weird ale podcast run by Dave and Ethan. <gasps> oh no! Not Dave and Ethan! Wait, who's Dave and Ethan? He's only our arch enemy, the evil supervillain genius who for almost one full year has been doing everything in his power to get our podcast banned and removed from the airwaves. <gasps> oh yeah, him! I donated seven bucks to his GoFundMe page. <laughs> you what? That no good podcaster has done nothing but infringe on our great name and you go ahead and do you support him? You know... Now that I think of it, I never got my reward. That no good ne'er do well Dave and Ethan curse him! <laughs> he must have crossed our wires and caused something to run amok with our podcast. That's it. I, I can't take anymore. Just thinking of him makes me physically sick. Me too. We need a doctor. My wife's a doctor. We need a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting. My wife's a doctor who's familiar with the world of podcasting. We need a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who's also a Weird Al superfan. My wife's a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who's also a Weird Al superfan. We need a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who's also a Weird Al superfan. That also happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product. 
My wife's a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who's also a Weird Al super fan that also happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product. We, we need a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who, who's also a Weird Al super fan that also happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product that is married to a Weird Al super fan. My wife's a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who also a Weird Al super fan and also happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product and is also married to a Weird Al super fan. We need a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who's also a Weird Al super fan that also happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product and is married to a Weird Al super fan that is a host of the greatest Weird Al podcast in the world. Hmm, yeah, okay, I'm going to have to Google that one. Great. Thanks, Dave. Uh, this is weird. My internet doesn't seem to be working. Does your internet work? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I see the problem. Okay, wait, let me just, actually, here we go. Anything? No. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> duh. What? You can't connect to the internet while recording a podcast. Jeez. <laughs> oh, You're right. All right. Maybe your wife, Jackie, would know a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who's also a Weird Al superfan that happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product and is married to a Weird Al superfan that is the host of the greatest Weird Al podcast in the entire world. My wife Jackie's a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who is also a Weird Al super fan that also happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product and is married to a Weird Al super fan that is the host of the greatest Weird Al podcast in the entire world? <gasps> well, why didn't you say so? Oh, I thought you said you needed a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who is also a Weird Al super fan that also happens to have been published in at least one official Weird Al product and is married to a Weird Al super fan that is the host of the greatest Weird Al podcast in the entire world. Weird Al, A-L-E, you know, like Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast about his interesting craft beers and tape measures. Curse you, Dave and Ethan! Yeah. Oh, let me see if Jackie's available. Hold on a second. Yeah. Ah, okay. While I wait, let me just turn on the radio. Jackie. Hey, guys. Hey, Jackie. Oh, thanks for helping us out. No problem. What seems to be the matter? Well, before we get to that, I need to make sure you're qualified for this situation. Okay. Are you now or have you ever been a doctor? Yes and yes. Yes and yes? 
Yes. Yes? I am both a doctor now, and I have been a doctor for about 23 years. <laughs> See, I told you. I'm not done, Dave. <laughs> All right, Jackie. Are you now or have you ever been familiar with the world of podcasting? Yes and yes. Yes and yes? Yes. Yes? I am both familiar with the world of podcasting and I have been familiar with the world of podcasting for about two years. I really need to rephrase the way I ask you questions. We agree. Okay, so are you now... Or have you ever been a Weird Al superfan? Yes and yes. Yes and... Darn it! Okay, okay. But are you published in an official Weird Al product? Yeah, they used a bunch of my photos in the incredible book that accompanied Weird Al's career-spanning squeeze box set. I also had five pictures published in the coffee table book that came out earlier. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that! Ethan, how could you forget about that? I mention it to you at least three times every week. But did you mention it three times yet this week? No, I mentioned it four times this week. I rest my case. Jackie, that's super cool. Can you tell me about how that came to be? I sure can. So I'll start with the coffee table book because that was the thing that came up first. And that was the first time I was like, all, oh my God, I'm being published. <laughs> I have been taking pictures of Weird Al concerts since I started going. I originally brought my camera to Weird Al concerts because I saw other people were doing it. And I thought this might be a way for me to kind of weasel my way into, you know, getting Weird Al to know who I was. So I started off doing this on the Running With Scissors tour. Anyway, I, I had pictures that were published on WeirdAl.com for a while, and that was very exciting. Um, and they've kind of stopped doing some of that. The website's a little bit more formal, a little less loose than it used to be. But uh, when the Coffee Table book was coming about, Bermuda came to me at one point. He's like, look, we want to use some of your pictures. Um, and I was like, that's cool. There was a tour going on at that time. I don't remember exactly which one, but I know there were a couple of times that um, Bermuda would come to me and be like, did you get pictures of this? Did you get pictures of that? So um, he was he was like kind of commissioning photos as we yeah. um, and Anyway, finally time came to sign releases for that book. Bermuda told me that there were five of my pictures published in that, in that book, the coffee table book. Um, I know the credits in the back, they're listed by order of how many images you provided, and I'm, my name's fairly high up on the list. Um, I've found four of them. I have not found the fifth one, <laughs> but, you know, it's cool because one of my pictures is an entire page in the book. Whoa. And when I saw that, I flat out died, and that is on page 178, and it's from Glenside, Pennsylvania, and it's him doing Albuquerque. That is so awesome. 
is so awesome. That's really cool because there's not. I don't think there's might be maybe one other picture in the book that's like a full size page. So that's really pretty. Yeah, cool. it is yeah. very very cool. Um, every once in a while, somebody asks me to sign this book, and that is where I sign. <laughs> I feel like I need you to sign my book now. I, I I will sign your book. Yeah, for five bucks. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so that's. I mean, that's amazing. So once Bermuda let you know, I mean, how many pictures did you end up sending him? for them to choose just five he basically has all of my pictures because I, th- I think there was a call out for this book to su- for everybody who had pictures to submit three and i was like oh my god i don't know what to do about this and i was agonizing <laughs> about it and he emails me and just goes don't worry i have you covered i have all your stuff because i was giving bermuda all of my pictures because he was putting them up on the website and doing stuff like he was doing more with them than i was i was just hoarding them right um, so I have this giant horde of images. It's not as big as Bermuda's because I'm the only contributor to it. But anyway, so he was like, I've, I've submitted all your things. And I'm like, cool. And I didn't know what that meant until they came back and they were like, you got five that got published. And I was like, yes. And I was, I was like high as a kite for a week. On now this. What's, what's really cool is like that these pictures, you've been taking them since running with scissors and they're not like all digital. There's a lot of them that are actually on print. Yes, there's I, I well because originally uh, when I started it, it was 2000 and every I still had it you know a digital camera was not something everybody had no um so not, yeah not back then yeah I so I had a Canon T50 which is a it's a 35 millimeter camera but it's sort of 35 millimeters for dummies I got it as a high school graduation present I use this camera up to take pictures of horses mostly because um, like, that's what i do horses and, and um, horses and now that's it um so it was small enough that i could smuggle it into my into my purse and it had two lenses so i had what i thought of as the concert lens and i had the uh the after show lens and uh, i would go i'd buy film i'd buy like four rolls of film for these things and i got really good at changing batteries and changing film in the dark (laughs) Um, (laughs) these are like problems that people don't think of nowadays because you know the digital cameras that kind of stuff like yeah those batteries are going to last a concert and you're not changing sd cards but also most people are taking pictures on their cell phone they're not even thinking about is the battery charged you know did i hold down the flash button long you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're not even thinking about that. I had to like, you know, and loading film in a 35 millimeter camera is not easy. You know, it's it's like it had to catch the little thing and it had to do it right. So sometimes I'd have to like dial it back and reload it and, you know, oh. whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. All this trauma. But um, so what I would do is I would go and take a bunch of pictures and I would then run to the photos in an hour place and get pictures done. And there was inevitably I would come to pick them up and the guys behind the counter would be like, oh, my God, what have you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, this is what I do. I eventually got a 200 millimeter lens, which is a big zoom lens. It was better than the lens I had. And that's when my pictures started to get really good because if I was in the first 15 rows, I could get good pictures. If I was in the first five, I got great pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, If I was back further than that, they really weren't awesome. And sometimes I'd take a couple of test shoots and be like, nah, no, we're not doing this today. But also at that time, it was like, it was super easy to get a camera into a concert because they would, you know, sometimes they would find it and they would just be like, you know, whatever, we don't care. And they let me go do my thing. Just by taking the volume of pictures that I was taking, I mean, any given show I would take, there were probably two or three that were really great pictures and then the rest were not as great. And when I was shooting on film, I was probably doing 40 shots a concert. 
mm-hmm. because film is expensive. Developing yeah. is expensive. It's another <laughs> thing you don't need to worry about. Um, when I finally went digital, I think I went digital. I think Poodle Hat was the last one I shot on film. Because I still have a bunch of those I didn't scan, or I had you scan a bunch of them, but uh, there, there's yeah. a ton I don't haven't scanned that nobody's ever seen. Oh, that I mean, just the process of having to scan photos sounds like right. utter that torture. Was <laughs> yeah, that was well, when it was only forty shots a show, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, but I, how you many? Know, you I, guys I, go to a lot of shows. I mean, I know <laughs> that but, adds up quick. Also, actually, kind of on a side thing, um, I have I have a website. It's it's still out there. It hasn't been updated in a decade, but. If you go to drsteggy.com, there is a section on there that's all Weird Al pictures from the concerts I went. I think it's I think it's running with scissors, and I think it's, the next tour was after that. Um, and what I would do is I would go and scan my pictures and upload them, and then go to bed. And the next morning, I would go check my stats on my website to see how many people had looked at them because i would go and just be like i'd go to you know the forum or wherever we were posting stuff and just be like here my pictures are up bang here's the url good night um and like hundreds of people would look at them which is very exciting (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, so awesome it was so so exciting um i have also found my pictures pirated on other people's websites which i always thought was kind of interesting (laughs) anyway i finally moved to digital and one with digital you could take a whole lot more shots in a show like i probably i go between four and six hundred shots a show Whoa. now. literally like over a hundred times more than you used oh, to. oh yeah literally it's nuts <laughs> um because you can't you you can just do that you know the best part about that is that i sit next to jackie so i have to take exactly zero pictures right. the entire concert <laughs> because my pictures are nowhere as good as jackie's and she has exactly the same view that I do, <laughs> right. so it's the picture I would have taken anyway. That's true. That's true. But again, just taking that sheer volume of pictures, like, I just got better at finding the right spot. One thing that's good about going to multiple shows is you kind of know where the good shots are going to be. So you right. kind of know where right. to take them. So anyway, going to the, the squeeze box book, that was another one that Bermuda's like, I got you covered on this. And I was like, cool. Um, I signed a release for that. Had no idea how many pictures. Nobody ever told me a number as to how many were going to go in. But again, in the credits, I'm on the first line of the the extra photo credits. The people that are on that line before me are Bermuda, the Yankovics, Dr. Demento, and Fred Older. And then me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, must be pile. Um... (laughs) I, I personally did not buy the squeeze box box set because I did not feel I needed to because I am married to David Rossi and I knew he would have more than one. So I figured at some point I would be able to look through this booklet. Now, what happened was one fine day I get home from work and I pick up the mail and there is a package for me in Bermuda's handwriting on the, the, the outside. And I was like, what is this? And I open it up and it is my own copy of the booklet from Squeezebox. Wow. Yeah. And it is, it is signed by Al saying, you know, thank you so much for your contributions. I, there's a letter that Bermuda wrote in it to, um, I screamed, <laughs> I posted it on Facebook <laughs> and I have, I have looked through it and 
I don't know how many pictures are in there. It is double digits. I, I've, I've found some that I know I've taken. There are some that I think I have, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and kind of cross-reference them. Right. I can't but, imagine with like 600 pictures every concert and you've right. been to hundreds of concerts that, you know... 6,000 photos you got to flip, flip through. Oh, yeah. I, I I've, got, like, I've got, like, on my uh, sitting on my hard drive downstairs, there's, like, 17,000 photos just from Weird Al. Concerts. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is bananas. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's, it's super cool. And, like, I tell people this, and they're like, well, what did you get paid? And I'm like, I don't need to be paid. <laughs> when I get paid, I have more cool points than you. <laughs> And that is a currency that, you know, has, you know, limitless value. Oh, actually, there's one other cool photography thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. So um, for Mandatory Fun, the, the VIP parties featured, like, a little museum of, you know, artifacts and images and stuff like that. And the first or second one we went to, we're wandering over by the museum, and I'm like, I took that picture. So like one of my pictures was on the, it was blown up huge. And was, I was in the traveling museum that went all over wow. the country for mandatory fun. And that was the picture of Al leaning his head up against Chewbacca. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Good time. So anybody who was at that mandatory VIP party, you've seen yeah. Jackie's photography. You have. <laughs> so or if you have weird Al the book, or if you have the squeeze box, you've seen it. Yes, if you, assuming you have opened them. And if right. you have Weird Al the book, go to page 178 right now. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, that's all very cool and all, but I think we've gotten a bit off track. Really? Jackie? Are you... Or have you ever been married to a Weird Al superfan? Ethan, you're asking it in that weird way you said you weren't going to do. Crap! You're right. I'm sorry, Dave. Let's get our good-for-nothing, ungrateful intern Frank to edit it out. Not good for nothing, no good son of a mother. So, Jackie, you're married to a Weird Al superfan, eh? Ethan. Come on, man. You've known Dave and I for years. You've stayed at our house. <laughs> we traveled to Canada together. You know Dave and I are married, and Dave is the ultimate Weird Al super fan. Remember, Ethan, you were there when Al stole Jackie's glasses on the last tour? Oh, yeah. I remember that. All right, so Jackie, tell us what happened. <laughs> so what happened was it was during Tacky, and, you know, he wanders about in the audience, and... He spotted me, and he came over, and he sang a line. When he was done, he gets up to move on, and he snatches my glasses off of my face. <laughs> and I sat and Dave cracked up like this was the funniest thing he has ever seen. And I was going, I really hope he's going to bring those back, because... <laughs> I cannot see without my glasses, even a little. I mean, I was there. I remember this. He took your glasses, and then this was, like, on his way out of the auditorium because he usually yes, goes out and leaving. messes with the, the ushers. So you're just, like, sitting there, like, blind. Like, you don't know what's going on. I, like, I have no idea what's going on. I can't see anything. I hope it's good. And um, as he walked back towards the stage, he kind of flicked them at me. Um, so I caught them somehow. My blindness caught my glasses. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> what are some of the other 
times that Al interacted with you? The one that I knew I had kind of cracked through the surface, it was on Running With Scissors, and I was on a run of like five in a row. And like on show three, because at, at that time, if you hung out after the concert and waited for, for patient, you could often, you would meet him after the show. That doesn't really happen so much anymore, but you, you were, if you were patient, you would you'd do it. So I was patient. I would go take my pictures, you know, go to the one hour photo mat, get them developed, go to the next show the next night. On like night three, I think, of, of this five show run I was on, Al was getting sick because he came to the East Coast in the winter without a coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the they so the for the hardcores of us were standing out shivering in the cold. They were like, "Look, he'll come by. He's, he'll shake your hand, but he can't speak because he has to preserve his voice." And we were like, "That's fine." So, um, so we kind of like we, you know did like a receiving line with him. And when he got to me, I pressed a package of pictures into his hand that had gotten developed. You know, and he kind of looked at me with like you know you could see the big question mark over his head. And I was like, "Those are for you." And I you know took off. <laughs> um, the, the next night I had an aisle seat and he was doing one more minute on this tour and I was hoping to get some kind of serenade because I had not gotten anything like that and um, he's doing his walk through the audience and he kind of he walks past me and I was like okay that that's it you know he didn't see me or he doesn't know who I am or whatever he walks past me and he stops and he turns around and he got right in my face and sang a line at me. And I almost died. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, he totally remembers who I am. So I, and I'm sure it was, it was me handing him those pictures. Right. Because he, he stopped for a minute and looked at me and was like, I, you know, I could see, like, he was like, I don't know what this is about. Um, he probably was scared. You get handed, like, a packet of pictures and you're a famous guy. He's probably like, oh, crap, like, am I being blackmailed? Like, he probably ran on the bus usually, and looked at those you real quick. do black mail the, the way it was carried out but um but anyway so that was the first time there was a, another time this is when dave and i had first started dating so we were we were kind of like the first year we were together we were on tour with the, you know with weird al um it was great it was great that was a fantastic courtship um and so what was okay so there's a couple funny things about this um we were at westbury in long island and that's always a great after show kind of thing because it's just it lasts for days. It feels like, <laughs> um, and you know, I'm kind of hanging. Out. We were trying to kind of be kind of cool about it and keeping things on the down low, but we weren't doing as good a job as I believe we were doing because at one point Bermuda comes up to me and just like he just said something really cryptic and weird, like, you know, in, you know, like saying like he knew that you and I were an item. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, sure, I see I'm not supposed to speak about it. And he wandered off. And I was like, what was that? And like three days later, Amanda Deer texts me and she's like, are you and Dave dating? And I'm like, how do you know that? And she's like, Bermuda told me. I'm like, Bermuda told you? I'm like, how does he know that? So be careful around that man because you know he probably should have been a spy but anyway <laughs> the last show on that tour that we went to was in reno nevada and we had backstage passes and as it turned out we were the only people with backstage passes <laughs> so bermuda comes to collect us and he's like oh we're gonna go hang out in the bus and i was like oh we're gonna hang out in the bus. <laughs> and also at this point I knew Al 
he like recognized me, but you know, I didn't think he knew my name. He just was like, yeah, I know that chick with the glasses. <laughs> Hanging out with Rossi. I know. Yeah, I recognize her. <laughs> so anyway, we get on the bus, and I get on the bus, and Al goes, hey, Jackie, would you like some nachos? And I was like, <laughs> well, not now. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. Like, I'm, I'm in his living room, and he knows my name. And he didn't have to be prompted, and I don't know what to do with this information. And, uh, you know, so that was, like, 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> and he offered you nachos. And he offered me nachos, which I couldn't eat because I was going to puke at that point. <laughs> All right, Dave, in hindsight, oh. do you wish Jackie would have accepted those nachos and that you would have preserved them for the collection? <laughs> I don't know, man. I was watching Al eating them, and they were getting kind of soggy after a while, so I don't think they would have lasted too much longer. <laughs> they were probably ordered before the show, and they just got yeah, delivered probably. to Al right. like two hours later you know, on the bus. Oh, oh man. my gosh. How did you guys actually meet? Well, that's an interesting story. Um, so how we actually met was at the time, the place to hang out and talk about Weird Al was a, a Usenet group, which uh, for your children who are out there on the Discord and Facebook and the Tumblr, this was uh, this hierarchy of like news groups that were very, very locked to topic. You really couldn't have like off-topic conversations or people would like murder you. <laughs> and there was one called Alt Music Weird Al. And that is where the Weird Al fans gathered. And um, and Bermuda would occasionally drop in on that group, which is what was exciting about it. <laughs> so um, I was hanging out on that group, and that is where I came into contact with this David Rossi guy who I was told had tattoos of Weird Al. And I was like, wow, that is pretty out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of wild. What a jerk. <laughs> yeah, why would anyone want to do yeah, that? Why would anybody do that? So at that point, I don't, you know, I kind of was like, because we, we, it was kind of like, oh, we're, he's, we're kind of in the same area. I was living in Connecticut at the time. So our, our paths hadn't actually crossed yet. But um, at some point, for some reason, you sent me an email in December of 99. And I remember kind of like reading it and being like, hey, you're the dude with the Weird Al tattoos. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, and I filed this email away because I was like, oh, there's my little brush with, you know, my lame claim to fame right there. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me just save that email for posterity. Then the second half of the Running With Scissors tour got announced and uh, a whole bunch of people went to Easton, Pennsylvania and I was among them and I was like still running by myself at this point. And um, I got to my seat in the theater, it was in Easton, and I looked around and this dude with this super long hair and uh, a t-shirt saying he was Elvis was standing up and I was like, that has <laughs> got to be David Rossi. <laughs> so I went over and said, hi, I'm Dr. Steggy. Nice to meet you. Scrambled back to my seat. That's how we met. <laughs> Super romantic, right? I'm like, right, right. This is what Hallmark movies are made of. The twist to that story is it was a different person that was dressed up <laughs> with long hair and a shirt that says, hi, I'm Elvis. That it was, is not true. It right? was actual Elvis. <laughs> it was actual Elvis. Actually Elvis. So anyway, we were going to a lot of the same shows and we started carpooling together. So, you know, we were... I crashed at your parents' house a couple times. I don't. My house, my apartment wasn't big enough to crash at, so and it wasn't ever in the in the, on the way. So, you know, so we started hanging out more and kind of got you know from being concert buddies to kind of being friends and you know, stuff just kind of evolved from there. You know, and uh, then we ran off to Vegas and got married. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, okay, I, I'll, I'll take you at your word that that's true. But can you prove that you're married? Show me that marriage license. My marriage license? I can't do that. <gasps> you can't do that, eh? And why the heck not? Because you stole it? <gasps> I what? <gasps> he what? <gasps> That's right. Didn't think I knew, did you? I was reviewing the security footage from the last time you were over at our house, and I have it, clear as day, footage of you taking it out of the box under the stairs in the corner of our basement of our house, which is half a block down the street from Jerry's Bait Shop. You know the place. I confess! I confess! Why would you steal our marriage license? Well... For my Weird Al collection, I needed the marriage license of the ultimate Weird Al super fandom power couple to complete my collection. Well, can I at least have a copy of it? Five bucks. Deal. What's happening? We're off topic. That's what's happening. Please get on with it. Oh, okay, okay. Jackie, just to confirm, your husband is a host of the greatest Weird Al podcast in the entire world? <laughs> no way. What do you mean, no way? No way. <gasps> I wouldn't be caught dead marrying Dave and Ethan, host of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Ale podcast. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply you were married to one Dave, middle initial N, Ethan. We hate that guy. He's the worst. Oh, you mean am I married to the host of the greatest Weird Al, as in Weird Al Yankovic podcast in the entire world? Yes, not A-L-E. Well, duh, why didn't you just say so? I seriously don't know how I could have gotten any more clear. <laughs> so was that the last question? Yes! Congratulations! You are officially a doctor familiar with the world of podcasting who is also a Weird Al superfan that also happens to have been published in an official Weird Al product and is married to a Weird Al superfan that is a host of the greatest Weird Al podcast in the entire world. See, I told you so. You're right, Dave. I should have trusted you. I can't be too careful. It's okay, Ethan. I understand. I forgive you. Oh, boy, you two. Don't start crying now. We would never, ever cry on our podcast. No way. We're way too manly. Sure. So, anyway, Jackie, now that we know you meet the qualifications, we need your help! Quick! It's so urgent! What can I do? We think that that jerk, Dave and Ethan, crossed our wires because he's jealous of all of our success. What happened? Oh, it's horrible. There was this this little buzzing noise. A, a little buzzing noise? A little buzzing noise. Are you guys sure you didn't forget to turn your phone off vibrate mode? We're, We're sure. sure. Wow. Uh, just wow. That's not good. Not good at all. Well, Doc... Is it too late? Can you help us? 
Luckily, I'm exactly qualified to help you. Uh, guys, I hate to interrupt, but while we were talking, we missed a call on our spatula hotline. Play the message! Hello, Dave and Ethan. This is Dave and Ethan. It has come to my attention that you are infringing on my podcast, Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, the number seven podcast where I discuss everything about rare craft brews and tape measures. How can someone sustain an entire podcast just talking about one topic? Seriously, I give this jerk like two weeks tops. My podcast launched on May 8th, 2019 at 3.04 a.m., which means I had the first Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. What? Our first podcast was published at 3.05 a.m. on May 8th, 2019. The only resolution I see fit is for you to suspend your Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast at once. And you must pay me $2,000. $1 for every inch. We can't do that! Yeah, no way. Like, maybe 50 cents a week. Dave! <laughs> if you do not comply, I'll sue you. I'll take all of your money, and I'll sue you. If you even look at me funny. This just got so much worse. Jackie, what can we do? There is only one thing you can do. There is? Yes, but it won't be easy. We'll do whatever it takes. You need to contact yourselves from the future and ask them how you solve this problem. Brilliant! Amazing. You're the best. Oh, come over here and give me a kiss. Oh, get a room! Uh, we have a room? Luckily, Dave, this won't be the first time talking to our future selves. That's right. The first time we heard from our future selves was last fall when we heard from David and Henry. Let me load up the internet so I can find their number. Oh, looks like we have another unheard message on our spatula hotline. Let's play that while you figure it out. Hey, David and Ethan. It's me, Aaron, from Canada, and my son, Spencer. Hi, Dave and Ethan. We were so thrilled to hear the Abbotsford concert review. We had such an amazing day. And we were so excited to hear our names mentioned on the show. To thank you, we wanted to read you a letter that we wrote. Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast is brought to you in part by Don Falazzo's Allstate Agency in Clifton Park, New York. If you like to drive crazy or you're about to buy a condo, Don Falazzo and his team can help you with crazy good auto, home, and renter's insurance. Plus, the Falazzo Agency can protect all of your favorite stuff, like your lucky, lucky autograph. The only thing good about Episode 1 is the Saga Begins sign. You may think your insurance is good enough for now, but don't wait one more minute. Find the Ferlazzo Allstate on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or you could do it the old-fashioned way by calling 518-278-3543 for a free quote today. The Ferlazzo Agency. We sell insurance. 
And that's all. Dan Palazzo. He seems like he's the Charles Nelson Riley of insurance. I sure do wish he had an office close to us. Best regards, Spencer and Aaron. David and Henry's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you in part by Gleep Corp's greatest glurps. Now, in one handy collection, Sony Music Entertainment's Legacy Recordings is excited to release Gleep Corp's Greatest Glurps, housed in a limited edition package shaped conveniently like Gleep Corp's own Suflazabrine. You'll love revisiting classic glurps like What's New, Grah? What Flew Over the Floor Burst Trunk? And many more. And if you're a Gleep Glurp completionist, you're going to love collecting this greatest Glurp set on CD, vinyl, cassette, Edison cylinder, Atari 2600 cartridge, energized helium tube, SD card, dot matrix, and dozens more. Be sure to head over to... ...dot biz to pre-order today. Oh yes, Gleep Glurp's greatest Glurps. I pre-order 12 of each variation. Of course you have, David. <laughs> I'm just gonna steal one of your sets, like when I stole your marriage license 11 odd years ago. <laughs> you always were quite the rascal. <laughs> so, uh, wh where were we? Well, we were determining the definitive top five definitive top five episodes of where... We determined the definitive top five of a Weird Al-related thing. Oh, yes. How could I forget? And as I was saying, I'm partial to episode 1,821 inch, where we determined the top five, top five, top five, top five. David! What's that? A top five? No, that noise. Oh, sorry. I had beans for lunch. No, David. Oh, you mean the noise that we refer to on occasion, but we don't actually have a noise for that represents someone calling into the 347 spatula hotline? Yes. Yes, exactly that noise! Uh, put him through! Hello, caller? David? Henry? Is that really you? Pardon? Is this David and Henry? What now? I think these are those whiny brats that we used to be. Is Henry right? Are these those whiny brats who keep bugging us all the time to do an interview? Well, I, I wouldn't say bugging. I mean, every time we ask, you just reply two words. Gotta pass. We don't know what that means. It means you better... Henry, this is a human family-friendly podcast. Frank's gonna have to bleep that out. Wait, you guys still have Frank as your intern? Well, he's now senior intern, and all of his children are intern aunts. Makes sense. They're, they're all named Frank. Even the girls. Anyway, why are you calling us from the past? 
D don't you have enough to worry about back in the sulfur ages? The sulfur what? <laughs> uh, don't listen to him. He's just joking. <laughs> yeah, joking. So we need your advice. We've gotten into a bit of trouble. It seems our friends really got in a mess. Uh, I mean, uh, go on. Well, since what we're going through is the same thing that you experienced 11 odd years ago, I'm sure you remember why we're calling. Kid, I don't remember my last fart. Please remind us. It was like 30 seconds ago. Open a window, man! No! The reason you're calling! Well, there's this rival podcast called Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Ale Podcast. And it's hosted by Dave and Ethan. He still hasn't sent me my GoFundMe reward! He not only infiltrated our podcast with a mysterious buzzing noise, he called into our episode 48-inch podcast! Ah, uh -huh, yep. Buzzing, and then that spatula message. Yes, he said he has proof that his first podcast was posted at 3.04 a.m. on May 8, 2019. And as all of our listeners know, our first podcast was posted at 3.05 a.m. on May 8, 2019. Yes, yes, I remember that. It was a pretty simple solution, actually. Well... The National Burrito Day Loophole. The National Burrito Day Loophole? The National Burrito Day Loophole! I feel left out. Uh, the National Burrito Day Loophole! Yes, the law was written in such a way that there's this rare loophole that coincidentally only works once every four years. Yes, on National Burrito Day during a leap year! Ah, I forgot 2020's a leap year. So what is this National Burrito Day loophole? I mean, I know, but uh, for the benefit of our listeners who might not know. Well, it states you can legally murder someone. What? what? Yep. We murdered Dave and Ethan on April 2nd, 2020 at his home in Chilliwack, British Columbia. His intern, Fran K. too. Oh, so that's why you entered the Witness Protection Program and changed your name to Henry. No, that was from the murder of Devin Ethan on a different National Burrito Day. So you're telling me you just murdered Dave and Ethan and his intern Fran Kay? And that was that? That was that. Sounds all right. No, Ethan, David, Henry, we're not murderers. But we are quite manly. Now, now that, that is true. Guys, we are not murdering Dave and Ethan and his intern, Fran K. Well, you wanted our advice. That's our advice. Take it or leave it, you non-murdering jerks. I mean, we were pretty close to Chilliwack when we were in Canada for the strings attached to her, Dave. I mean, I, I personally would love to go back there and... Then I can wear my VIP Weird Al wristwatch again. Wait, why can you only wear your VIP Weird Al wristwatch in the continental Northwest? Well, even I could answer that one for Ethan. Dave, you dummy. Didn't you listen to Strings Attached bonus episode 26 centimeters? Yeah, Dave, remember? 
I adjusted my watch to match the Pacific time zone for that trip. And then, you know, in Abbotsford after the show, when I accidentally ate the pepperoni pizza, I bumped my arm on the table and the adjuster knob broke off. Now I can only wear that watch on the West Coast. You know, if I want the time to be correct. Ethan, I really do not remember you breaking your watch. You need to listen to David and you need to re-listen to bonus episode 26 centimeter. I know it's over two hours long, but it's really got lots of important information in there. Wait, 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 wait. Let me back up a second. Did you say Dave and Ethan lives in Chilliwack, British Columbia in Canada? Well, he lived there. (laughs) Until we murdered him. (laughs) Those were the good old days. No, no, don't you see? If Dave and Ethan lives in Chilliwack... His first podcast would have been uploaded on May 8th, 2019 at 3.04 a.m. Pacific time. On uh, our first episode was posted on May 8th, 2019 at 3.05 a.m. Eastern time. That's a full two hours and 59 minutes earlier. We did it. We can save the podcast. Does that mean you're not murdering him? Oh, sorry. That was my Gleepclorp Atari 2600 cartridge skipping. <laughs> no worries, old pal. <laughs> I was just saying. So does that mean you're not murdering him? This is a lot of information to process all at once. I mean, on one hand, we have evidence to prove our podcast was first. And on the other hand, we can legally stomp those Dave and Ethan and Fran K. Weasels on National Burrito Day tomorrow. This is a big decision we have to make, Ethan. What's so big about this decision, boys? Oh, Henry and I are murdering competitors nearly every week now. It's good content, really. We've never murdered anyone before. Well, speak for yourself. I mean, wouldn't it be less messy to just expose Dave and Ethan and Fran K for the fraudsters that they are? I, I mean, I guess. Are you two almost done? You're hogging up our whole show. Just let me be your hog. Let me be your hog now. I said, baby, 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 baby. Ethan, wouldn't it be real nice to get to wear that Weird Al wristwatch again? You know, he's got a point, Ethan. You did love that watch. Oh, the watch you forgot that I broke? I mean, their arguments are compelling. Yeah, you're right. Maybe we can expose them as fraudsters and kill someone. I guess only time will tell. <laughs> only time will tell is right. <laughs> was that David's cartridge again? No, that was our intern Frank's attempt at transitioning us back to you and I talking on episode 48 inch. Hey, look, another message on our spatula hotline. Hey, hey, it's Fran Kay, you know, Dave and Ethan's intern. Just wanted to deliver the message that your time is running out real quick. Real quick. Do the smart thing, boys, and you won't regret it. Oh, oh, hold on. Someone's at the door. Let, let me go see this. <laughs> What the who was that? I don't recognize him at all. Eh, me either. Oh well. Well, to make a long story short, our podcast is saved. And our $2,000 as well. Plus, we've got some great updates to report. 
when we told Dave and Ethan the news, it really killed them. Well, not literally. (laughs) Right. Yet. Yes, Ethan, for now. We've got to tell our listeners the great news. Yes! Not only did Dave and Ethan concede the great podcast war of 2020, he has agreed to legally change his name to put all this behind us. And he's changed the entire whole format of his podcast. He's agreed to go back and re-edit every episode. But that's not all. He even went on to patreon.com slash 2000 inch and he pledged $35. Now he's joined our sponsorship family as a brand new sponsor. Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you in part by Dave Canyon's Dumbing It Down with Dave podcast. Dumbing It Down with Dave is the fastest podcast on earth. Dave Canyon records a show from his 2008 Kia Rio LX while commuting to and from work on the New York State Thruway. Listen to Dave discuss many topics including family, friends, relationships, pop culture, workplace situations, politics, and human behavior. It's all about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Listen to Dumbing It Down with Dave everywhere podcasts are available and on DumbingItDownWithDave.com. A really special thank you to my wife Jackie not only for marrying me but for also being a guest on our podcast this week and for no particular reason at all special thanks to Heather, Kelly, Adrian, Aaron, Spencer, Christian, Craig, Kenneth, UH Jeff, David, Henry, Brito Brito, Don Fralazzo, Allstate and our brand new sponsor Dave Canyon's Dumbing It Down with Dave podcast. And no thanks to our good for nothing intern frank as usual each week we bring you amazing content like this episode absolutely free and we don't ask much from you in return all we ask is that if you enjoy the podcast and want us to keep making more quality weekly podcasts for your entertainment just support us or even sponsor us by heading over to patreon.com 2000 inch you can support us for as little as a dollar a month and another way to support the podcast is to visit and purchase something from our official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast merchandise shop. This is really exciting. We just got some brand new, great products in. We have, for the first time ever, Gleep Glorps Greatest Glorps t-shirts and life-size tapestries made from our belly button lint. Both of our belly button lints, folks. You do not want to miss this. Head on over to shop.2000inch.com while supplies last for these great items and more. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our listeners, our subscribers, and to everyone who follows us on social media over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 2000inch. And extra special thanks to those of you who have joined our Facebook group and, of course, our Patreon supporters who support us over at patreon.com slash 2000inch. You can find us online at 2000inch.com and make sure you share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and call our 347 spatula hotline and leave us a message like our good buddies Aaron and Spencer did. It is open 27 hours a day. You can subscribe anywhere podcasts are available, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or, you know, the podcast app of your choice. That way, you don't miss a single episode. Hey, Ethan. Yes, Dave? Do you think we should tell them? (laughs) I suppose it's time. 
Hey, listeners. April, April Fools! Fools! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we really got them good. <laughs> <laughs> we sure did, Dave. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we played a prank on you, all of our listeners. I mean, I bet you guys were really, really surprised when... Ethan said that he had only pledged $7 to Dave and Ethan's GoFundMe page. <laughs> I pledged $40. <laughs> uh, oh, God. All right. We are such good pranksters. Right. So, hey, next year, you know, maybe we can bleep the episode number and our listeners will be like, huh? What number episode is this? Did I click on the right episode? <laughs> Oh, man, we definitely have to have Frank remember to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Seven dollars! <laughs> it was like $35 and like a $5 processing fee. It's $40. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast episode. Hey, I got it. I'll take it from here. That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast episode 48-inch. Phase 27 has gone precisely according to my master plan to take over the world. Dave and Ethan and their incredible podcast are the last bastions of hope for humanity as we know it. And for years, I have been working towards their complete and utter demise. I will shut you down, Dave and Ethan, and I will rule the digital airwaves as the podcast king. If it's the last thing I ever do. I shall succeed, or my name's not formally Dave and Ethan. 